during the fair, make sure you go to our website, sharetomedia.com, and our county fair channel, live streaming, schedules, photos, galleries, interviews, and more right here on sharetomedia.com and this Media radio station. At Eliasson Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliasson Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. I'm Renee Botton, and I'm running for re-election as your Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. My qualifications for this position are unmatched. I have served as your district court clerk for the past three and one-half years. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration and a law degree from the University of Wyoming. I've practiced law in Sheridan for 27 years. With your help, I look forward to dedicating my experience and service to you for the next four years. Paid for by Renee Botton. They're not just there at tax time. Cloud Peak Accounting's professional staff is available year-round to help you with your business accounting, personal records, and ranch accounting, too. With their easy-to-use website, it's easy to do business with them, and they're currently accepting new clients. Don't have time to come in to meet with them? Don't worry. You can even do business with Cloud Peak Accounting from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Voting this year? Keep in mind, Wyoming law requires voters to show an acceptable form of identification when voting in person at the polls. There are several things you can use as identification, including a driver's license, a tribal ID card, a U.S. military card, valid U.S. passport, a valid Medicare or Medicaid card, and your UW-Wyoming Community College or Wyoming Public School ID. If you don't have any of these, you may obtain a free Wyoming ID card from your local driver service office. Who is constitutional conservative gubernatorial candidate Brent Bean? Listen to Sheridan's candidate Brent Bean during the gubernatorial debate being held 530 this Thursday in Buffalo. If you can't be there in person, go to the Patriot Conservatives of Wyoming website, Governor Candidate Debate, or listen on CowboyStatePolitics.com. Be informed. The gubernatorial debate with candidate Brent Bean. Thursday, August 4th, in Buffalo. This message paid for by Wyoming Stockman for Liberty. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, as an alternative to fines for individuals who've been issued citations for different traffic violations, the Sheridan Police Department has developed an educational program. It'll deal with driving behavior and traffic safety. Joining me this morning from the Sheridan Police Department to talk about this and other issues is Chief of the Sheridan Police, Mr. Travis Koltiska, and Lieutenant Dan Keller. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Now, uh, LT, what inspired the development of this program? Yeah, so the pro- program being uh, just a traffic safety class that the Sheridan Police Department's going to uh, teach and offer to the public. And basically, it's just inspired through our uh, ongoing strategies and goals of 
you know, partnering with the community and taking efforts to prevent crime or traffic safety in this case rather than uh, using enforcement only. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about this so many times, Chief. You know, we'd rather educate than cite. Absolutely. I mean, enforcement is a key component to our, our, uh, our mission. And, but if we can prevent crimes and we can prevent tragedies from happening in advance, and that's something we hope to accomplish with this. And, and Lieutenant Keller developed this thing 100%, and I give kudos to him for it and the thought through this program. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to say, and and it's a, and there's and he'll talk more about it in, in just a minute. But it's just a great opportunity, I think, for us to really provide some more tools to our community members. And LT, when did it strike you? You were like, you know what? Why don't we develop this instead of? Uh, He's just always got citing, something. Yeah. When? <laughs> yeah. Was, Every was, once in a while, something valuable comes out. Uh, <laughs> was there a particular incident? Or I don't think a pretty, like I say, it's just pretty consistent with everything we try to do. We're always trying to come up with a. Uh, ideas and strategies that that, uh, fit that mold of us partnering with the community and us preventing things over enforcement. Um, I I think we started probably talking about this a year and a half ago, probably. Um, And so it slowly just kind of came to a head, and this is the head. Yeah, as a chief authorized it um, and gave me some guidance, and it's just been uh, trying to take time as a project to get it completed, and so... Yeah. That community policing uh, program, or, well, I don't know if it's really a program, more of like philosophy. a practice, philosophy. philosophy, fantastic, yeah, yeah, this really plays right into that, doesn't it? Because you and I have had a conversation where it's like, well, okay, so we cite somebody, they drive off, they're upset, we get it, but they didn't learn anything, and tomorrow they could do the same thing, thinking it's not illegal. Well, and, you know, there's a component of... of Telling people what, you know, things they may not know, but traffic safety focuses on driving behavior. And so showing people purpose in both our enforcement and the laws that we, that we enforce, why those laws exist, not just because, you know, somebody arbitrarily came up with them. Why is the speed limit 30 on, on this street? Well, there's lots of studies that go into speed limits and, and um, crash fa- fa- and fatalities and, and all, there's all kinds of factors. So being able to show some of those things that people just may not know, may not understand, and, and just think that somebody arbitrarily came up with a law. Well, well, why do we? Why is this a law? And so it'll provide that opportunity. And if we can have people's behavior changed for the positive and change in a manner that they say, okay, this is a law because of X, Y, and Z, and by me following it, you know, it just makes everything a little safer. That's really what we're trying to accomplish is changing that driving behavior. Sometimes enforcement does it. Again, education is... And, and voluntary uh, compliance with laws is the number one preventative measure and the number one way to keep our community safer. And, you know, uh, when it comes to those, uh, those, well, I guess you can call them speed tests or, or, or speed limit tests or studies that are being done, uh, I even had someone in here on the show once uh, who had no idea that when you drive over those little lines, out on the street. That's that's what's happening. Your car is being counted. Your speed's being checked, especially if there's two. Two, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're okay. You're timing from when this hit and when that hit. And, and I will stress that that's not a competition to see who can get across from the fact. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But these studies are being done, and and I had someone in here who had no idea what those things were even for. They're always going on somewhere, somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the speeds on the street, how many cars use this street so that we know when it needs to be repaired, maybe replaced. 
there's a lot of studies happening and and a lot of thought goes into this process so i'm really glad that you brought that up chief because some people and you know i've been one of them you get stopped and you're like well i don't even know why that stupid law exists well there's a logical reason as to why and and a lot of work has gone into making this because i don't think the legislation would sit up there and just make stuff up no sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, different show, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, um, to actually clear this, did the PD have to get authorization from a judge or the prosecuting attorney? Were there other conversations that had to happen outside of the PD to basically so the chief could say, you know what, we're not going to just cite everyone. We're going to educate as many as we can. Well, th this isn't in lieu of us citing people. Um, right. That will still happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they're both different tools for the same end, right, to, to, to try to keep our streets really safe like, like they are now. Um, that said, we uh, didn't need permission from anybody to do this. It's just something we wanted to offer to the community. Uh, but that said, we, I communicated with uh, both municipal and circuit court, kept them updated as we're doing this, um, try to get feedback from them and just let keep them up to speed as the project move forward. Um, it's, it's not being done through them necessarily, but it's being done and – one extra benefit is it's an option for them to use if the courts want to use it. Oh, really? Okay, so the judge can look down and say, you know what? You're a first-time offender. I'm going to send you to, to traffic school. As an option. As an option. Yep. Yeah, you can see your fine is, you know, I've seen it happen in other places where it could be you can either be fined X or you can attend traffic school and there will be no fine upon successful completion of the traffic school. I'll get a report back. So it's an option. It's an alternative means uh, uh, for the uh, alternative um, sentencing for the judges. And up to their discretion. Made. Totally up to their discretion. It's just something we offer to the community if they want to use it, they can. And I, I assume through the years we'll probably find some judges that like it and use it a lot, and some judges may may not fit in their philosophy and they may never use it. It's just yeah, yeah, they're not beholden to us in any right, shape right. or form. It's just a tool that we offer, and if they want to use it, they can. LT, was the curriculum for this program developed uh, by leadership, or was something like this already set up that you were able to research? So my research, what most places use is there's a uh, a lot of online classes that courts um, use to sentence people to. Um, we didn't want to use that. We wanted to develop our own. Um, we wanted it specific to our department, and we wanted it being taught face-to-face -face with our officers because one of the goals is that community partnership and that community engagement. And it's just kind of us making this big statement um, that we're not here just to get people in trouble, just to write tickets. We, quote, get people in trouble or write tickets as a means of keeping things safe. And that's what, what this is kind of making that statement. Everything we do is about promoting public safety. That's why we're all on the same team with it. Our officers are going to be our instructors. Yes. This isn't a third party coming no. in. This isn't a contract. Correct. This is, this is like a – is it an extra duty or do you have officers who are like, hey, I would love to do this. Please put me on the, the roster. Um, yeah, we had, we had no problem getting officers to do it. Um, It'll be an extra duty, yeah. And and so tell me about the program and how exactly this is going to work. Well, essentially people can, like, there'll be a limited number of seats. Um, we're going to shoot for 15 at a time. Uh, right now we've got the first reschedule, I think, starting mid-September, I think, was the first yeah. one. But pe people can just call the police department and ask for Lieutenant Keller if they want to get themselves or a child signed up. Um, applicants will be screened case by case. There may be some people it's not appropriate to be in a, a classroom with a bunch of kids or something, so it'll be case by case screening. 
Um, or the court, uh, there's a system set up where they can refer people. Uh, there's a digital system where they can refer people to the class. Um, and they'll be made aware of the class times. And then, yeah, they'll meet. It'll be interactive with, with the police officers. Um, there'll be a final exam at the end of it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so literally just like a, a regular class. What are some of the things that we're really going to touch on during that class? Um, you know, a lot of it's just kind of the common causes of accidents, importance of seatbelt use, a lot of things you expect, right? Um, distracted driving kind of will be one of the most common Huge. themes because really almost every accident is a form of distracted driving, right? Um, and just a lot of things about our philosophy, why we do enforcement, how we do enforcement, um, maybe a few extra things that could, could it maybe that we hear needs clarification, just uh, insurance laws, registration laws. Um, bicycle on the street law, some some things like that that maybe need some clarification that we hear about from time to time. And, you know, when it comes to that distracted driving, uh, you know, LT, you said the majority, if not all of these things, are all caused by some sort of distraction. There's so many distractions in your vehicle now, not just your phone. Um, I, I wrote an article years ago about some of the, the greatest advancements that are being made in the automobile industry. And the options that you can get for your dashboard, it's like having an entertainment center mm-hmm. in that thing. And and does that ever frustrate you uh, as officers of the law when you pull somebody over and you're like, man, what are you doing? Watching Lord of the Rings? What's going on here? <laughs> well, most of those are supposed to be equipped where the driver cannot access them. And, but I've seen uh, like aftermarket um, installation of, of different equipment that and these quote-unquote codes that allow them to access the movie. I've seen movies playing on a dash in, in, in an aftermarket you know, LCD screen of a, of a vehicle while the vehicle's moving down the road. It's, it has the capability of doing that. So, it, And it's not just that. If you think back to a vehicle built in 1975, um, the most distraction you had was trying to which, figure out which button to push to advance your radio presets for your AM or your FM stereo. Yep. That was about it. And now you've got... Heated and cooled seats, which please don't take those away. I love those. Things. <laughs> uh, you've got seven or ten inch monitors with all your climate controls and everything's all controlled right there. Um, yeah, what all goes on inside that vehicle compared to what well thirty years ago or forty years ago what there was is there is there's so many more distractions inside the vehicle, and it in it, it you know. You know they're supposed to be man- manufactured made in, in a safe manner, and they're supposed to. Have been uh, vetted and tested to make sure that, that it's not going to have additional problems or create additional problems for distraction and while you're operating a vehicle, but people find ways around them, unfortunately. And yes, but yeah, that aftermarket stuff, like what you were talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, it gets a little frustrating, but distracted driving, I think, you know, the lieutenant is spot on, rather, if, if a lot of citations we write for accidents are falling too close. Somebody stopped at a stoplight and somebody runs into the back of them. We write them for falling too close. Um, but uh, more often than not, they're distracted with something else. They don't see the vehicle stop in front of them. Whether they it's went their to, phone, yeah. whether it's somebody in the back seat, whether it's passengers or whatever. It, distracted driving is a huge causal factor in crash. And and parents out there with more than one kid, they know, uh, you know, the, the natural you know, <laughs> distractions. My brothers exist. and I were a distraction. <laughs> yeah. Was driving, but he had really long arms and he could reach the back of the truck. <laughs> there you go. Got to have that reach as a parent. Yeah. Now, LT. 
where are these classes going to be held? Is this going to be up at the courthouse? Will this be at the PD in yeah, a, in yeah, a classroom? At, at, at the police department. Like it's an extension of the police department. It's a service we're offering to the community. Um, so, yeah, they'll be right at the police department. And you guys have a, a pretty large classroom in there, I would imagine. Yeah, we've got a, a couple of really um, – how long ago did we do the city? The remodel in 16. Yeah, 2016, the city blessed us with a really nice remodel of the building. We've got some really nice large training and conference rooms in there now. And, and I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but when I come back, if you're a parent out there and you think, you know what, I would love to get my kid in on this, we got some options for you. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Hello, this is Nick Siddle. I have been proud and privileged to serve the past four years as county commissioner while continuing my other community service activities. My initial pledge was to use common sense and good judgment in helping guide Sheridan County, and I have kept that promise. We have worked hard to maintain a balanced county budget while continuing to provide the resources necessary to serve the customers both at the courthouse and in our rural areas and communities. It would be my honor to serve as your commissioner for four more years. I would appreciate your vote on August 16th. Paid for by Nick Siddle. We need someone in Cheyenne who listens, someone with strong work ethic, and someone who will fight for small business. Hi, I'm Jared Geyer, and I own a small business right here in Sheridan, and I know what it means to work hard and earn an honest paycheck. Cyrus Weston will work hard to reduce the size of government and keep regulations off our backs. He knows how important small businesses are to this community and cares greatly about job growth. If you support small businesses like mine, you should support Cyrus Western. Paid for by friends of Cyrus Western. McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan and Buffalo are currently looking to fill part-time and full-time positions. The benefits include pay of up to $15 per hour. And even better, you can work today and get paid tomorrow. Benefits include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. If part-time works better, there are a variety of part-time positions that are extremely flexible. Apply today in person. McDonald's in Sheridan and Buffalo. Hi, this is Shay Balls with Sheridan County 4-H. The Sheridan County 4-H and FFA youth have worked hard throughout the year on our project. We invite you to check out the Livestock and Pet Shows broadcast on SheridanMedia.com and come up to the Livestock Sale on August 8th at Sheridan County Fairgrounds at 6 p.m. If you can't make the sale, you can still stream it live on SheridanMedia.com. Processing dates are already reserved, so get your locally sourced meat at the Sheridan County Fair and Livestock Sale. Hi. I am Dr. Robert Bird. I'm running for the office of Sheridan County Coroner. As a combat veteran and a doctor of dental surgery, I've seen a lot of things. As a dental forensic consultant and an associate member of the Wyoming Coroner's Association and a member of the Society of Medical Death Investigators, I want to use my years of knowledge and experience to faithfully serve as your county coroner. I appreciate your vote on August 16th. This message paid for by Robert Bird. 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Alliance and Financial. If you're just joining us, an alternative to fines for certain individuals who have been issued citations for different traffic violations has been developed by Lieutenant Dan Keller at the Sheridan Police Department. This educational program is going to give instruction on driving behavior and traffic safety. And with me this morning from the Sheridan Police Department to talk about this and some other issues is Chief of the Sheridan Police, Mr. Travis Koltiska, and Lieutenant Dan Keller. Now we've talked about the program's development and the where and the when. Now let's talk about who's eligible to take this program in lieu of a citation. LT, you talked a little bit on, uh, you know, let's get some kids in there. I think that is a fantastic idea uh, to have the, uh, you know, maybe a budding driver. Uh, if if my daughter didn't have her license already, this is perfect. Um, she can still come down. Uh, she's in Greeley. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a great idea. She just got her first well, car. And, you know, you're hitting on right there, too. I want to make sure that the community knows that this is just, this is an option for anybody in the community to, you know, uh, Sign their kids up, like you said, a new driver, somebody who's just starting to get their license, maybe they're getting their learner's permit. Uh, great opportunity for parents to, to bring their kids down to the, or you know, call Lieutenant Keller, get them on the list, and try to provide some educational material to people who – it doesn't have to be somebody at all that, that has broken the law, has made a mistake, and violated some traffic laws. It's not isolated. This program's not isolated to just them by any means. We want to make sure to stress that, that the community understands that as well. This is an opportunity for the you know community members to just get some get their kids or their family or whoever some extra resources to be safe out on the road. And you know that's that's something that I I think is great because you know here I am I'm 42 years old I could sign up for this and and jump in there and, and well, get a little more you, education. So. Yeah, that, that, that's a vet me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is important because as, as much as this is about teaching some traffic safety or why laws exist or things like that. It's, it's also getting to know your police department and yes. le- learning how we do enforcement, why we do enforcement. There's going to be a lot of that component to it. Um, so in years past, we've done different sort of citizens academies or tours of the PD. And this is kind of just another extension of that, a way to get to know. So if you're just curious about, you know, why do I always see cops at this location all the time? Or why does it appear I, or why aren't they up at this location? This may be a good way to just to kind of find out some of our philosophy before, of traffic enforcement because a lot of that what you're talking about placement of our officers at what time and when a lot of studies go into that as well yeah uh believe it or not folks a lot of this isn't just by chance uh i mean we're advanced to the point where we chief you know where your officers are you know when they're the due to studies that you've been able to do you know where crime happens most and at what time in the city yeah we are a data-driven department we use our historical data to drive our mission forward to allocate resources where they need to be. Um, so that's part of this program, too. And we also, a lieutenant, both lieutenants, myself, and our administrative coordinator have attended a, a training called DDACS, which is Data-Driven Approaches to Crime and Traffic Safety. And it's basically a operational uh, philosophy and model that allow us to, shows us how to examine our data and not trends, not look at trends, but look at where our problem areas really are in town. And that way we allocate resources when and where they need to be. Uh, The Kansas City did a study back in the 80s of of the effectiveness of random patrols on crime and found that random patrols had almost no effect on crime. Just just the patrol officers given no direction and driving out randomly. So um, as part of that, this program's evolved 
and, and agencies such as our department and others in the state um, really look at the data and say, where's this stuff happening? Um, where do we need to f- focus our resources to be more effective in preventing in preventing crime? And so that's that's a big component of this as well, is that understanding that, so that the community understands that as well. And once you put that into practice, uh, LT, out, out there on the road, you see that, you see results from from this program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even in uh, managing your personnel, right, um, like I may have a patrol sergeant who runs a shift and they may boast, hey, this last couple months we made more traffic stops than anybody. But what I'm looking at is I don't really care how many you made. I I actually break down when you made them. Um, so if you made a bunch of traffic stops and they weren't when we usually have accidents or when DUI are usually occurring, then they weren't the best use of our time, right? So so we don't, yeah, we, we, we want them where crime's happening. We want, you know, I, I let them know what times a day most accidents happen and they should be allocating their resources to be doing activities during those times. So it's not so much are you making the most amount of stops you can or just, just right. for the random just to bother people, you know, we, we want to be strategic and making stops when accidents happen, where accidents happen, where we think crime may be happening. Um, Effective use of the police force. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's that's absolutely fascinating. And and, and I mean, it, is this anything new, Chief? I mean, it, it, some no, people I mean, probably haven't heard this it's before. Not, it's, it's evolved a lot over the years. It's not new by any means. I mean, you think back to some of the old crime shows that when they had the little pin maps, right? Yeah, Everybody knows what a pin map is. You got to map your city, and they're putting pins where crimes occurred. Well, now we're using technology, and we're using computer uh, GIS information and data off of our report management system. Um, but what we're able to do is, back then it was a lot more labor intensive. Back in the, before automation, um, if you wanted to look at historical data, because trends again, trying to attack trends that doesn't affect things. There, you, we could have a crime spree, so to speak. It's very hard to address those issues. We're looking at long-term data uh, over a three- to five-year period. Um, a lot harder to do with the old paper method, pulling old case reports and doing that. Oh, yeah. Now, and I could, it's a simple search engine from X date to X date. Show me all the crashes that occurred, and, and, and you, we can look them over a longer period of time to see where we're having historical problems, and that's where we can allocate our resources. So it's not new. It's just evolved with technology. It's come along, and, and we can put it into practice much more effectively. Uh, with this information. Now, um, LT, we talked about how judges can give us this as a requirement as opposed to a full-on citation or fine, I guess. Uh, Let's say somebody misses a class uh, who's been required to be there. What would what would happen in that instance? Uh, you're, you're allowed one excused absence. The officer instructing it will be the one to decide if it's an actual excused or not, whatever the reason is. Um, so, yeah, you're allowed one excused, um, but it needs to be a really good excuse, yeah. um, a legitimate one, we should say, um, and you still have to pass a written exam. So if, if you miss one for no reason or you miss more than one for any reason, then, then you haven't completed a class. So if we really look at it, let's who is not eligible for something like this if if someone gets in like a fender bender or uh, who wouldn't you suggest take this class um it's really just about who who might not be appropriate to be in a class with other people so you know if somebody's under the influence they're not going to be welcomed um Mm. if somebody wants to be argumentative and you know they're not going to be welcome um if somebody posed any kind of safety risk they wouldn't be welcome if somebody had a 
just some general axe to grind about the police department, they probably wouldn't be welcome if that was their purpose for signing up. So yeah, oh uh, yeah, because I think every <laughs> yeah, we just, we just don't want to be a disservice to everybody else that may be there. So exactly, and and the class has got to go on. Yep. Uh, you know, and we all know that there are some argumentative individuals out there who can really disrupt uh, the flow of something. Now, if we looked at what the absolute goal of the entire traffic school really is, what would we say that is? I would say, you know, Sheridan actually did a a study comparing accidents per thousand uh, with other cities and counties in Wyoming last year. We're a really, really safe place. Uh, The the drivers here, by and large, do a great job driving. They make our jobs really easy. Um, So it'd be to maintain maintain the current traffic safety habits of the city of Sheridan. I'd like to see an improvement in seatbelt usage community-wide. I mean, a lot of study, there's been a lot of independent studies on seatbelt usage, and Sheridan County has not fared well. It's, uh, they've always been below the state average for seatbelt usage. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, so I'd, I'd love to see that improve um, as, as a community safety aspect. You know, when I was 19 years old, way back in the day, uh, I, I I got my first car. I, I didn't really use seatbelts until uh, my girlfriend at the time, she convinced me this, you know, what are you doing? You're being a moron. I would guess it only took maybe a week of having developing that habit. And now whenever I get into a car, even before the key goes in, my first reaction is yeah, to reach up. It is a habit. It's just, it becomes a habit. And so if you're one of those individuals out there who's reluctant to do this uh, for whatever reason, you can develop this habit. And believe it or not, you will reach a point where you get into a car and your seatbelt's not on and you almost feel naked. You know, it, it gives that security. LT, if someone out there is listening and they want to take this course or they're thinking, you know what, this would be a great thing for my kid. Uh, they're just getting their car. They're just hitting the road. What a fantastic advantage this would give them. What do I need to do? Just call the police department and ask for me, Lieutenant Keller. Um, if I'm not available, you can just leave a voicemail, and I'll get back to you, and we'll talk about getting signed up. And when did they start? Uh, September, you said? It's probably going to be the first one. I don't have it in front of me, yeah, but we have a class every other month for the first three classes, I think. And uh, Now, are those already booked up, or you you no, still no, have some room? The, kind of, we're just getting the information out there right now, so they're all open right now. Perfect. So go ahead, give the LT a call. See if you can't get maybe you, you and your kid. Maybe this is something that you both would like to do. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit and Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., 
Member FINRA, SIPC. Checking in with you with another Sheridan County Fair update presented by McDonald's. Black Tooth Large Animal Service, True Build Builders in Heartland Kubota. Hey, day number six, Wednesday at the Sheridan County Fair. This morning, the dairy cattle will be in the pavilion with dairy goats immediately following. At 1 o'clock, the rabbit show in the exhibit hall. At 4 o'clock, the swine will begin to arrive, and the swine weigh-in will be from 5 to 9 p.m. Shredamedia.com will be live streaming many of these events. You can check that out on our website at Shredamedia.com. So tell all your friends around the state and the country, check that all out. Now, all events are subject to change in a moment's notice. The Sheridan County Fair update presented in part by McDonald's, True Built Builders, Black Tooth Large Animal Service, and Heartland Kubota. Listen every day for updates during the fair. Make sure you go to our website, Shredamedia.com. And our county fair channel, live streaming, schedules, photos, galleries, interviews, and more right here on sharedamedia.com and this Shared Media radio station. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today, and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls, and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Chuck Gray, Wyoming's proven conservative champion for Secretary of State. Chuck Gray passed our voter ID law to protect elections against cheaters, cleaning up voter rolls, and banning unsecure drop boxes. He's making elections fairer for all of us. 100% pro-life and 100% pro-Second Amendment. Chuck Gray is on our side. In our Republican primary for Secretary of State, vote Chuck Gray, Wyoming's proven conservative champion. Paid for by the committee to elect Chuck Gray. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and joining me this morning from the Sheridan Police Department is Chief Travis Koltiska and Lieutenant Dan Keller. Now, if you have a private camera, maybe recording sections of your business or your property, you could possibly help the PD in the future. An increasing number of homes and businesses have private security cameras, so owners can observe the interior and the exterior of their properties. Chief, does the Sheridan Police Department use these recordings to solve crimes? You and I have talked about this. We have quite often. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, these recordings come from uh, whether it's a residence or a business that's been uh, damaged or broken into, and it comes from that specific entity. Um, but, yeah, it, it's quite often... I, we, u- we utilize recordings, video recordings, often. Not just the ones the officers are wearing. I mean, uh, our officers are wearing them, too. But, um, yeah, interactions and recordings from, from these places are very vital to self and solve crimes. You know, I think about all the, the things on social media, uh, you know, departments all over the United States putting out a, a screenshot. Of, of a particular yeah, thing, saying, hey, from a bank or a yeah, business do you know whatever? this person? Yes. You know, uh, can you help us find this individual? 
And that's what we're doing here, isn't it? Absolutely. So this is a, this program is something we just recently rolled out. This, again, one uh, Lieutenant Hill uh, kind of came up with this idea. And essentially what we're asking the community is, is if somebody has, because there are so many different forms of, of cameras. I mean, like you said, the ring doorbells. It's just a little right on your front step, and it catches a lot of package thefts during um, the holidays. Oh, yep. We talk about that quite often. Yep. Um, other people have full-blown security systems and cameras all around their home that are recording not just inside the home but on the outside. Um, and so we're asking the community that if there's people out there that have these that would be willing to let us know they have them. And so if a crime does occur in an area in the vicinity of where this camera system may have captured something, that we would have that, we'd be able to contact them and, and, and they could check and see if if whatever we're looking for was captured on the recordings. You know, and I want to stress um, the people out there, in no way, shape, or form are we asking for any access to your systems. We do not want any kind of access to the systems. This is simply us tracking where they're at. So if a crime happens in that area, we know that we can, you know, we can make some phone calls and help us expedite the investigation. So m- Mr. Joe Snuffy might have a, a door cam. Mm-hmm. Something happens. You know that door cam's there. Something happens in his neighborhood. You give him a call and you're like, Mr. Hey, Snuffy. Can you check it for us real quick? Did you ca- so About this time, did you catch something on your camera? He says, yeah. Then we ask you, if we can have access to you it. You mind if we take a look at that? Yep. And then he can either, he can record that and bring that to you. And and all of that is usable. Yeah, you know, we had a uh, a case one time, um, a drunk driver, um, an individual was driving down the road, and a vehicle in front of him, weaving radically, ended up careening off of about four different cars, parked cars. He had a dash cam in his truck, a very very high quality dash cam in his truck, that recorded the whole encounter as this car bounced, literally bounced off about four or five different parked cars, until we were able to catch up to him get him stopped and get him arrested and it was great evidence to you know for us to use in, in our investigation so absolutely you know i think about the, like the cc i think it's ccc tv over there in england and 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 those things are gosh everywhere in those bigger cities now they've got yeah, cameras I mean, I everywhere guess england has the most cameras of any country per capita they love their cameras yeah. but i'm i'm sure you know I don't know if it has any reduction in crime or if people just, I ignore those, you know, and do what I want to do. I, I don't know if that's like a good preventative measure. Cameras are a great preventative measure, especially when, when you know, you make people aware of them. Yeah, they, they, they definitely are a preventative measure for crime if you, you know, if you have cameras on the outside of your house and it's very visible. You see a lot of signs when you walk into businesses that says, smile, you're on camera. Yeah. Preventative measure for shoplifting or other theft or larceny. And, you know, I think that's uh, that's great because some people are like, ha, dummy, they showed me where the camera was. Well, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being, prevention. It's prevention. You're being filmed right now. Now, uh, how how does the, the Sheridan Police Department actually plan to increase the efficiency of obtaining these recordings? I mean, I, you've reached out. We've done a news story on it. I think this is the second time you and I have spoken yeah. about the issue. Yeah, we touched on it last time. Um, uh, they can call the police department and ask for Lieutenant James Hill. We actually have in our, in our GIS system, we have a program on our GIS that we can actually plug these addresses into our GIS. So if we have something pop up, a crime occur, and we're like, we can do a radius of the area, and, and it'll bring up all the cameras within, you know, the locations of where these cameras and, the, and a contact information for who the owner of that camera system is. 
Um, but yeah, if people are were willing to do so, they can, we've had a, a few calls already. They can call, leave a me- and ask for Lieutenant Hill if it's after hours, um, or he's not available. Leave a message, provide your contact information. He'll get back to you, and so we can start building this database. Both of the, this is going to take a little bit of time to build. You know, it's it's going to as people get more accustomed to it and as people become more aware of it. So, you know, it's it's going to be a, a, a database that we can build over time, and and we know that, and so it's going to take a little bit of time. But people in the community are willing to do so. We'd really appreciate the assistance. And, you know, as people purchase cameras and, and install a system, mm-hmm. maybe one of the steps is, well, I'm going to let the, the PD know. I've got one right here. You know, we can track. It doesn't have to be just within the city limits either. If you get on the outskirts, you know, so much... Or, or we have some broken city limits, meaning that you know it's not just a perfect little rectangle. Right. Yeah. Just kind of messed. Um, if there are people that live in, in the near vicinity of Sheridan and they're willing to do so as well, well, we'd love to employ their help as well. And Chief, you talked about the 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 cameras that are on our our officers. Uh, LT, I was I, I wonder um, as someone who got extensive uh, experience out there on the street, is that is that kind of like a safety blanket to have that there? Uh, when they when they started having officers wear that, what was the initial reaction? Was it ah now I got to carry a camera around, or was it like a whew, Thank God I got a camera on me. I don't have to worry about half as much as I used to. Uh, de- definitely, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent officers' reaction were very positive. They were excited to get them and use them. And uh, easy to use those things. Yep, that, that's what we uh, looked at quite a few systems when we uh, uh, put the bid out. For the camera system, one of the things we're looking for is easy use, and um, yeah, it's just one one large button to turn it on, one to turn it off, and there's several automatic things that will turn it on too. And is there a requirement, Chief, that uh, like you have to have it on during this time? Absolutely. Or okay, our policy is very strict on um, officers recording during encounters with individuals in, in some sort of investigative or enforcement capacity. And how so many? Just stopping and getting a cup of coffee and. And having a conversation with a clerk, or you get out, you see some kids down at the park, you want to go out and see how their day is, you don't have to record it, on, you don't have to turn it on then. But if you're out investigating anything or, or doing any kind of enforcement, yeah, it's, it's a requirement that, it be, that it's turned on. And it's kind of like having someone at your back as well. It's yeah. automatic. I mean, yeah. these officers now are just so used to getting up. And, you know, and it's technology, it's a, it's a machine. Uh, they break. Yeah. Um, things happen. We understand that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty automatic for our officers just to start recording. We've got terabytes of, of footage at the office. Literally. Oh, I can only imagine, yeah. How, is there a requirement as to how long you got to keep that yeah, kind of Yeah, we follow stuff? state retention schedules. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's still there, and it will be there for an X amount of time. Yes. That's fantastic. Now, it's something that's going on in the city, uh, Chief, you want to talk about it. Now, we've had graffiti issues. But there's also another issue that you wanted to talk about, and I want to give you plenty of time. Yeah, I appreciate that, please. So um, we've had a recent string of, of vehicles that have been broken into. I shouldn't say broken into. Almost all unlocked. As a matter of fact, I think all of them are unlocked. Um, where we've had the different thefts from these vehicles, but what's really concerning to us at the police department is we've had several guns stolen from unlocked vehicles. Um, and all of these... I think it's up to seven now. Oh, my good. And wow. And these thefts have occurred... Late at night, early morning hours, um, and it, it's getting a little concerning on what you know these wep- these firearms being out in unknown hands um, is really concerning. You know, I I'll 
tough to talk about, but I'll remind people that, you know, we had a local businessman that was killed with a handgun that was taken from a stolen or from a unlocked vehicle only weeks prior to that. And we've really uh, are really concerned. We want to encourage people to please secure their firearms, to lock their vehicle doors. And, and as much as that is, we know this is happening in early morning hours. Um, we believe that there's pro- there's likely juveniles that are involved in this, those under the age of 18. And so if the community sees groups of juveniles out after midnight, please notify the police department. Um, there are laws for curfew. Um, we really want to get a wrap on this right away. Um, we have some, you know, real desires to, to, to try to wrap this thing up and, and, and bring a resolution to this. We don't want anybody hurt. I mean, obviously, these firearms are out there. There's some situations that, 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 that we want to prevent something tragic from happening as soon as possible. And we're on top of it, and we're doing different me- things to, to investigate this. But really, it, uh, policing it, it is, all commu- is all done with community support and, and with the help of the community. So if you're seeing these, if anybody out there is listening and they're seeing these the, you know, groups of kids out after hours um, or just suspicious behavior at any time of the day, yeah. please notify us. I mean – We'll go and talk to them. If they're not if they're not doing anything wrong, we're going to have a conversation. It's not a problem. Wish, wish them a great day and, and send them on their way and, and have, probably have a very positive interaction. Yeah. Um, but if they're out, you know, committing crime, especially when it comes to firearms, stealing guns, or, you know, the graffiti, like you mentioned earlier, they just um, graffitied the, the brand new wall right below the junior high that, that, that Army Corps of Engineers and the city of Sheridan spent money to build to prevent that hill from sliding off there and Somebody thought it was wise to go and spray paint it and that, and they did part of that in Kendrick Park, a beautiful park, probably one of the most beautiful parks in the state that I've been to. And so we really need community help when it comes to, to these sort of things. And when it comes to that, uh, those those weapons being stolen, uh, something very similar was going on over in Buffalo for an extended period of time. Uh, I know that uh, he had seized weapons from particular individuals that – hadn't even been reported stolen yet. So, folks, I'm going to advise you that if you keep a weapon in your vehicle, maybe you should go out and make sure that that weapon is still exactly where you put it last. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, prob- actually, we actually have a handgun that, in, well, it's probably been destroyed now, that we had in our evidence for I don't know how long that never was reported stolen. We know it was stolen. Um, it was turned in by a juvenile who said they found it. Um, right along yeah. a, a bunch of rocks on along a riverbank, we know this gun was stolen and nobody ever reported it stolen. I don't know if it's embarrassment. Uh, people yeah. are hesitant to do that because they're embarrassed. We're not going to shame you. Uh, you know, we want people to be aware that this is an issue. We want people, you know, and we put a Facebook post out mapping it. We, it's not in attempts to you know publicly shame people, but it's it's one of those we just need people to be aware and help us prevent this from happening and you need to know and we need if to know. there's a weapon out there absolutely uh it, like you said these things i mean half of those could have been sold to somebody by now oh, um, yeah. you know who knows where those weapons are and this by now so folks make sure that you're locking your your car doors anyway i i know we have this romantic idea that i live in an area where i don't have to do that it's just good practice to do it anyway. I once had a sergeant tell me, uh, you know, because I asked him, I said, no one can get back here. No one can get into this connex except another troop 
why would I lock this? And he said, because locks help honest people remain honest. <laughs> and and so lock your doors. Um, I, I know the romantic notion is out there. Get it out of your head. It's best practice to lock those doors. And if you have a weapon and you like to keep it in the vehicle, take it inside with you. Because uh, if somebody does know that's in there, you know, we don't know. Maybe they're being watched. Maybe they're like, I, I know so-and-so's got a Glock in his car. I watch him. I know when he's going to go inside. I can break that window and get to that yeah. weapon instantly. So make sure that you're 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 securing your weaponry. Now, when it comes to the graffiti, uh, are we seeing any kind of, I don't know, pattern or match to these taggings that are taking place? I, no, I think this is the first one we've had. We've had over, over the years had times where we had spurts of of taggings, quote unquote taggings at different locations. I think this is the first. I hope it's the last too. Um, but this is the uh, you know it was pretty pretty prevalent and where they did it and it was easy to see. So um, yeah, hopefully hopefully this won't continue. Yeah, but yeah, again, I, I haven't any reports on it, but I, I would be shocked if we were having any more than we usually have per year incidents, probably right on par. Um, some of these are just r- right out in the open where a lot of people are going to see them now. Yeah. And um, please let us, if people see people, I'll reiterate, if you see suspicious activity or kids out after hours, please call us. Because that's probably, that's when it's happening, isn't it? I and, mean, they're not yeah. standing out there at noon spray painting the wall. No, no. They're, they're doing this at night. So if you're seeing kids out there that shouldn't be out there at night, Give the police department a call. Uh, now, one more time, let's go ahead and uh, let's just touch on this. How do I sign up for traffic school, LT? Yeah, just call, call the police department and ask to talk to Lieutenant Keller about the traffic safety school, and I will walk you through getting signed up for it. Get, get signed up for this, folks, especially if you've got a new driver. You know, this is really giving them a, a, a jump ahead uh, in, in a lot of situations. And who knows? Uh, you know, this could develop into something that later on down the line, and I'm not saying it's going to, I'm saying it could, but something that you could get a certificate handed into your insurance company. And they're like, oh, wow, look at that. You've taken a traffic safety course. Maybe, maybe you get a reduction in your price. I know that the military used to do that for us every year. We'd take a defensive driving course. You get a certificate, turned it into your insurance company. They gave you a thumbs up and a little reduction in your price. Uh, so who knows when it, that might happen. Now, uh, uh, Chief, who do I contact to help with the private security camera footage? That'd be Lieutenant James Hill at the police department. Again, call call Lieutenant Hill at the police department. Leave a message if he's not available. He's a busy person, so that'd be the way to get signed up for that. And he'll he'll get you he'll walk you through that too, and he'll get the information we need to get that information. Give LT Hill a call, folks. Even if you just have one of those doorbell cameras, uh, I've seen a lot of footage from those things. Uh, once again, uh, as the chief pointed out, during holiday season, those things are invaluable. I mean, mm-hmm. they're amazing. They're quick. They're easy to install. If you've got a camera looking down a street, uh, give LT uh, Hill a call. Let's, uh, let's try and get this database built up, and maybe we can help out. Chief LT, thank you both so much for coming. Thank you, Floyd. Stay safe. Thanks. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. 
It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Bennett, board-certified forensic pathologist from Sheridan. I've been proudly serving Sheridan County and Wyoming for a quarter century, providing forensic sciences and autopsies. I am candidate for coroner of Sheridan County to continue the wonderful working relationship I have enjoyed with our county attorney, sheriff, and police departments, funeral homes, and families. Let's continue our positive growth and discussions as we continue to grow and improve so that we all benefit in helping families through the injuries and deaths of loved ones. Paid for by Tom Bennett. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Mossholder's showroom and warehouse is overstocked with living room upholstery. So right now, every sofa, loveseat, and accent chair is on sale. Mossholder's is discounting all reclining furniture, too. Choose a sofa with power headrest and USB chargers or find that perfect fitting recliner. With over 90 American-made sofas in stock, Moss Holders is ready to help update your TV room, family room, or formal sitting room. Receive even larger discounts on all sectionals and every piece of leather furniture. Moss Holders Living Room Upholstery Sale is going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 offices office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE. Sheridan. KROE. 